Welcome to Your Work, Your Way. This is the podcast where you learn to get in touch with your inner CEO with soul. Learn to take charge of your career. Learn to show up with confidence in a way that is aligned with who you really are. I'm your host, Lisa Filia, Masters in Psychology, Certified Life Coach, Expert Career Confidence Coach, and Founder of Believe C. Let's dive in. It has been a full week for me as a coach here at Believe Seed. And I've been reflecting a lot on the week because it felt like I was getting the same questions or same coaching topics coming up over and over. And what I've realized as I've reflected on all of the coaching that I've done this week is that it does boil down to three key themes. And because these themes kept showing up again and again, whether it was with my one-on-one clients or the group coaching call that I led or the workshop I did about self-worth, these same three themes were showing up over and over. And I thought, hey, you know what? If this is showing up with the 50 plus clients that I've coached this week, I'm imagining it might be relevant to all of you listeners as well. And so I'm going to share what those three themes are with you. And the bottom line from today's episode is around connection, finding a way to be connected to yourself. And sometimes that means through looking within. And sometimes, honestly, that means by reaching out. But whichever way is easier for you or more accessible to you. Building ways to have more connection can help you be more in touch with your humanness. And when we can find some love for that human part of us, it calms us down, gets us out of our head, and helps us to think more clearly so we can decide from a place that we want to decide from, to choose what we want next for our career and for our life at large. So that is what today is all about. Y'all know, though, we are going to do our work win first. Today, I am celebrating a client I just started working with. It's only been two sessions, and we've already seen intense change. So he's a career professional client, and he's looking to make a career change. And what we've done is we've revamped the approach that he's taking with his LinkedIn, as well as the way in which he's been applying for jobs and his whole energy and the way he sees himself and expresses himself so that he's more in touch with his own style and his own personality and able to market himself effectively from that genuine place. And guess what? As a result, this week, he has been reached out to by several recruiters looking for people in roles that he's interested in. And he also has an upcoming interview later today for a job that aligns with his interests. And these types of things weren't happening before, and now they are. And it has to do not just with the strategy shifts that we've made together, but also the energy change. He is pumped up. He is motivated and he is ready to go. And it shows in the way he's presenting himself and recruiters, hiring managers are picking up on it. So I am excited for this client and I know there's so much more to come and I can't wait to continue the journey with him. And for those of you listening, if you are on the job hunt or perhaps you're in a job, but you're looking for a change, well, 
coaching can help get you there. This is what I do. This is how I help my clients show up more fully to do their work in their way with soul. It's a combination of bringing our spiritual selves into our work so that we are allowing ourselves to live from our purpose, our authentic truth as we do our work in our way and we do it with soul connection. Join me in one-on-one coaching. I have a couple spots available. You can go to beliefseed.com slash schedule and schedule a free call. This is a chance for us to talk to see if we're a good fit to support each other and for us to roadmap out what working together would look like in a coaching capacity. So you can go to that website, beliefseed.com slash schedule to get going on that. All right, back to the three themes from the week. Number one, and these are in order, by the way, they they sort of stack upon each other. So the first theme, people want to be connected with and seen. Something I've been noticing in my coaching is people feel alone. They feel isolated. They feel like no one sees them. And whether this is true or not, honestly doesn't matter because if you're not seeing it, then that's your reality and that reality feels true for you. But what I've noticed with many of the clients I'm coaching is they want to be connected to and they want to feel seen and they want to be checked in on and they want to know that they are valued. And yet they stop themselves from reaching out because they're afraid of getting rejected. And I've seen this both in terms of relationships, wanting to build stronger connections, but being afraid to reach out, so not saying anything. I've also seen this from the entrepreneurial side, people wanting to reach out to offer their services, but being afraid of the rejection from not only their clients, but of their family, thinking that they're ridiculous for pursuing that path. And so the client will stop themselves from doing so. And so this theme, it carries across all aspects, whether you're concerned about your family, a significant other, a client, not being able to connect with you. When you let that stop you from reaching out, you've stopped the connection, not them, you. So if you're longing for a sense of companionship, whether in a work setting or a personal setting, Stop expecting others to take the first move. I know we'd love that to be the case. I've been there. We don't want to be the one to put our foot out there. Or is that the expression? To put ourselves out there to take the first step? No. We often want somebody else to do that because then we feel safe enough to show up and to be vulnerable. But guess what? Often the other person on the other end is afraid of the same thing. And so if everyone's waiting for the other person to be willing to take the chance, no one takes the chance and everyone gets kind of trapped into themselves, unable to reach out, unable to have a sense of camaraderie, unable to feel a part of the world that we all are a part of. We're all seeking connection. And the soul activation framework that I teach talks about this in detail. And it talks about the different aspects of the egoic need to be seen versus the true soul desire of 
authentic, genuine connection. And they are not the same thing, though they can look the same. And often what stops us from the genuine soul connection of being able to be met by another and be seen by another fully and transparently, what stops us from doing that is often that egoic need to feel secure. And so we, we stop ourselves, we thwart our own ability to have a sense of belonging because we're so afraid in our attempt, we will be left in isolation, cast aside. And this just leads us to cast ourselves aside. So allow yourself to show up because even if it doesn't go the way you want it to, at least you get to connect with you. Be vulnerable for yourself, not for another to pick you up, but for you to let yourself be picked up. If they don't receive it or they receive it poorly, that's just showing you their own capacity for connection in the moment. It's nothing to do with you or your worth or your value and whether or not it's worth their time to connect with you. No. So this brings me to number two, the second theme. Two triggered people cannot connect. What I've noticed is people, let, let's say one of the examples from my sessions this week, uh, one of my clients is growing a business and they're wanting to connect with their significant other about this and have conversations with them about this. But every time they go to have a conversation, a fight ensues and they don't know why they can't connect. They can't seem to meet each other where they're at. Well, as we got to coaching, what was uncovered is it's because they're both responding from a triggered place. What do I mean by triggered? Triggered means you get defensive. It's like an ego flare-up. When we feel like we aren't being seen or people will think we're inadequate or they'll judge us or they'll disagree with us in a way that is a personal attack, we get defensive and we try to puff out our chest to be okay. Or we go in the retaliation and we try to attack first to bring to bring them down to try to even the playing field, so to speak. And it, it's not like we're even doing this on purpose. Often it's the opposite of our intention, but we're so in our own head because we're so afraid of how we'll be perceived and we're so Concerned that by being vulnerable and sharing our truth, we're putting our heart on a platter and saying, hey, are you going to hug this or are you going to stab this? As if we have no control over what they'll do and the impact it has on us. And so we build up walls of protection and we speak in passive aggressive modes or we're a little mean, honestly, in the way that we talk, or we start whining in our response and thinking only of ourselves and not the perspective of the other. Two triggered people cannot connect because if both people are triggered, it's like you have a locked door between you. Somebody shut the door and somebody locked it and you need a way to get through. Well, the beauty of this theme is that While two people who are triggered cannot connect, you only need one person to become untriggered in order to connect. You only need one person to unlock the door and open it up. 
Now, this doesn't mean you force the other person to let their walls down. But it does mean you can still connect with another person. If you have one person who's triggered and one who is not, there can be a sense of connection because the one who is not can truly see the triggered person and understand where they're coming from, from a triggered place, and get to know that person even if they're in a triggered state. It's like the person who is not triggered is saying, hey, I see you. I see how you feel. I'm here. I'm hearing you. It's true empathy. It's different than sympathy, which is almost like pitying somebody. And it's different than compassion, which is like trying to make somebody feel better. It's just empathizing with them. It's just saying, hey, I see you. I see you're triggered. You may not say that directly, but you notice them and you just hold space to hear where they're at. And that's why you only need one person to be untriggered in order to create a connection. What I often see, though, is my clients in their desire to recreate a sense of connection or camaraderie, whether it's with a spouse or with a friend or with a colleague. I've, all of these have come up this week. In their desire to do that, they get overly concerned with how they'll be received because they don't want to be rejected, that they aren't really showing up. They're, not, they're just saying things like, hey, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. How was your day? Fine. What do you want for dinner? Oh, I don't know. And it's like this clipped talk where the actions could look like you're trying to connect because you're asking questions, but the tone is like a secret indicator that you're not actually open. You're not actually curious. You're, you're clipped in your cadence and how you speak. And that just even goes to show that the inward demonstration of the closed door of stopping the flow of not allowing somebody in. So what do you do then if you have two triggered people and neither one is bending, but you want to connect? What I'd offer to you is to give yourself some space, to go within, to take some breaths, to reconnect with yourself, to understand what's going on. Because if you show up from a triggered place to somebody else who's also triggered, When you have one person suffering, approach another person suffering, and everyone's leading with their own suffering, you just amplify the suffering. To help alleviate doesn't mean you have to fix a problem that you may be experiencing, but it means you meet yourself where you're at. You connect with yourself. You meet yourself there and you say, hey, I'm here for me. Or maybe you go and you find somebody else who isn't as triggered that's a safer, psychologically safer person to connect with to help you get out of your own triggered state so you can then go talk to the other person you're wanting to talk to. There's a reason we are not in this world alone, folks. We are with other people, other souls and human bodies because it can help us to have experiences and connect and grow through the act of working with another. And so if you are triggered and you can't 
find a way out of your own funk and you've tried options and it just isn't working, find someone that's a safe place to talk to. This this is where therapy or coaching can be helpful. It's also where just having a nice, good friend you can trust, a confident to talk to can be supportive. I'm a believer that we're here to lift each other up. And so the other thing I'll share with this theme is if you know you're triggered, but you don't know if the other person is, you don't know what their state is, how their day was, where they're at emotionally, energetically, here's what I would offer to you. I would say something like, hey, I'm feeling, I'm feeling really triggered right now or a little defensive or a little insecure. There's something I want to talk with you about, but I want to make sure that we can meet each other where we're at. So is this a good time for us to have a, a connecting conversation? And it gives them an opportunity to say no. And if they say no, don't say, well, fine. At least I tried. No, say Thank you for letting me know. Honestly, thank you. Because there's no point in having a conversation if we're both in a triggered place to be meltdown. So let's just give each other some space and come back together when it is the better time for us to chat. Or let's find somebody to help moderate the conversation if it's something that we're wanting to talk through now. And that's where a coach or a therapist can be helpful too. But this way, you're setting yourself up for more success and that connection up for more success too. Because if you know you're triggered, then you know that means since two triggered people can't connect, that the other person then would need to be untriggered. And if they're triggered, it's not going to work. So either bring in somebody who's not triggered and who is skilled in helping you with that or help yourself get to the place where you're not triggered so you can come back together. Okay, the third theme. Everyone has a victim story. But how much longer do you want to lead with yours? I know that can sound harsh, y'all. I say it with love because this is something I noticed over and over and over this week. People kept telling me their excuses, their reasons why they couldn't do something. It was either because of a stressful event at work or because of a specific disorder that they had or and some type of circumstantial situation that was stopping them. And some of it was things that they were born with and some of it was things that were happening that were more like events that were causing them to put themselves in the victim state. We all have victim stories. Every single one of us. There's always something that we could use to hold ourselves back. It could be our financial situation. It could be societal conditioning in the way that that has impacted us. It could be our gender. It could be our race. It could be mental disorders. It could be physical aspects of ourselves. It could be the way we were raised. It could be abuse. It could be where we grew up. It could be numerous things, even beyond what I've said, we all have one. Often we have multiple. I'm not saying this to say that those stories don't matter, but what I'm saying is people continually come to me leading with their story of why they're a victim, telling me, arguing really for why they can't move forward. 
They're playing into their victim card. And it honestly, it, it almost feels like they're not coming to the session to be coached, as in to help themselves see a new way. They're almost coming to hold even more strongly to the limiting way in which they're taking their story forward. Crap happens in life. And some of it, we honestly have no control over and it is not our fault. But do you want to be a victim to that? Or do you want to allow that to be, hey, that's where I'm at. Here's what I'm going to do about it. We need to stop putting ourselves in the place of being a victim to our life situation. This doesn't mean not having some sense of empathy for ourselves and what we've been going through, but it does mean not saying that that's why we can't continue forward. Stop using them as excuses. Use it as evidence for how you can push through even the hardest of things. Use it as a sign for how strong you are. You are greater than these limits, than the victim stories that we have, than the shitty situations that we can be put in. Let's stop using our victim stories to hold us back. Let's stop making ourselves the one that needs to be saved. Let's help ourselves see ourselves and save ourselves by allowing our circumstances not to be what holds us back and tells us why we can't, but instead to show us our own power, to have the courage to overcome, to meet ourselves where we're at, and to move forward anyways. So the three themes from today. Number one, people want to be connected with and to be seen. If you are feeling like you're not being seen, Let yourself be seen. Reach out. Go to a support group. Go to a networking event. Contact an old friend. Allow yourself to be vulnerable. Have the courage to connect. Because even if the other person doesn't respond the way that you want them to, at least you showed up for you. At least you allowed yourself to be connected too. And that's where we go to point two, which was about two triggered people can't connect. So if you truly are feeling alone and isolated, Stop connecting with a triggered person. Either get yourself untriggered or find somebody else who's a safe place where you can talk and get it out to help yourself become untriggered so you can go back to the other triggered person and help that relationship. And three, everyone has a victim story, so let's stop leading with them. Let's stop playing the like who can spit farther game or woe is me game and using this idea of commiserating and trying to explain why our situation is worse off than another, and instead ask ourselves, okay, well, what can we do? How can we be here for ourselves in these times? So those are the themes. That's the recap. And if you want support, join me in one-on-one coaching. Go to believeseed.com slash schedule to schedule your consult today and continue enjoying this podcast. There's a ton of free resources within it, uh, both in the show notes you'll find. Even this, this week, you'll see linked in the show notes is a way for you to get some free support. And also, if you go to my website, beliefseed.com, there's often free masterclasses or upcoming live calls. So there are opportunities for both 
uh, paid support if you want to deep dive into coaching as well as some free offerings too so you can get some guidance. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate this chance to get to connect with all of you today. You are not alone. We are in this together. Thanks for listening to today's episode. And if you loved what you heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. I help my clients to show up and do their work their way with soul. Whether it's so you can excel in your current role or so you can figure out what you want for your next role and get that role, coaching can help you get there. It begins with a consult. Sign up for yours by going to believeseed.com slash schedule. This is your free call and it is that first step towards that new life, that transformation into you doing your work in your way with soul.